a.m. Hello, good morning, and welcome. It's Raider Nation Radio, the morning tailgate here on a Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker here with you in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Eddie Borsilli at 8 o'clock. We actually have a very special little conversation with Gary V from Vayner Media. Today's the day. Oh, wow. Well, just tune in at 845. Yes. Because we're going to go existentialist uh, with Gary V with our conversation with him and one that wasn't. We'll also talk with Marcus Johnson from Tape Don't Lie at 9 o'clock. And because it's also Ash Wednesday, we'll talk to Ash, the attorney from Salmon Ash Injury Law oh. at 945. That's ironic. Oh, well, we just want to like, you know, keep it, you know, totally relevant here with the calendar. But also want to get your thoughts on your Raiders love story. When did you fall in love with your team? When was your love tested? We'll get into all of that. Yes. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Awesome. Very good. How are you doing? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the, the uh, it's Valentine's Day. No balloons, no flowers. I saw my neighbors loading up uh, their car with some balloons this morning. I had one of those days where, thank goodness, I left room for chaos because I forgot my computer charger at home, so I got here, had to run home. Oh, lovely. Yeah, great way to start the day, but no big deal. That's why we prepare for these moments, but um, everybody has their, every year, I think you have a different relationship with Valentine's Day based off of where you're at with love, right? Sure. Usually we think of Valentine's Day, romantic love, partnership, all that other stuff. Very fine thing. Very beautiful thing. Thing to worth living for. But it's not always our case, right? Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes <laughs> the vengeance must be talked about. And so whatever you need today, we're there's, here for it. There's two sides to every coin. Right, right. right. Some, some days it's all sunshine. Sometimes it's it's not so much. And that's just part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the deal. We don't, unfortunately, get to control it all the time. Sometimes uh, it's it's thrust upon us, whether it's great happiness or great sorrow. And you just have to, I always say this, when we were born, we should have been born with, uh, we should have been given like one of those um, Captain America shields. Because all you're doing is dodging bullets throughout your life. Mm. You just don't want to get hit as many, t- you know, like, or you, you just want to be, you're, you're blocking bullets all the time, it feels like, you mm. know. Uh, and in between, sometimes you find some really fun, good happiness. I think that's where sports comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know, good theater, great music, where you could just escape a little bit from. And I, I, I'd say that kind of, you know, kiddingly in terms of, um, you know, dodging these bullets. But life, every day we wake up and we got to go to work. We got to do things that, you know, um, are, are required just to live a life, a normal life. Uh, and every once in a while, we get to sit and sort of enjoy it a little bit. And hopefully for uh, all, most of our listeners out there, they're in a good place right now when it comes to relationships and love, whether it's your, even if it's just with yourself. Yeah, self-love, the Absolutely. absolute pinnacle of achievement yeah. of, of all things because our, our society will bombard us with things that'll, that'll tell us contrary. You need to be smaller. You need to be bigger. You need to have all these things to be worthy of that self-love. It's inherent, and you got to give it to yourself every day by yeah. taking care of yourself, trusting yourself, holding up your end of the bargain, keeping your, your, your uh, promises to yourself. And I do think it's on us to sort of sort through what's you know being thrust at you like you just said mm-hmm. of what it's supposed to be and 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 for us to kind of sort through no not really you don't need that well i mean if that's what you need um and and it, it you it's 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 done in a in a kind of responsible way or a way that you're not going to get thrust into some kind of pain mode if you don't get it exactly how you want it or mm. as much as you want it just understand that like you said it's 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 self love loving yourself first and foremost um, and then if you can, whatever else happens to you, you'll be able to, to deal with it. 
um, a little bit a little bit easier, a little bit better. Or just like I said, it's kind of us to ah, that's just advertising, or ah, that's just if I don't get that, doesn't mean that I'm worthless or me- meaningless or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just they're trying to sell cards, they're trying exactly. to sell candy, and, and all that. And they do it by making you feel insecure, right, Clay? I don't know. I think I, know uh, I think I think some of it is a little bit of an impulse buy, especially if you're over at the store and you see the balloons out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" I could always get this for somebody. That's my first reaction. Is like, I could make somebody else happy with this, you know, and That's I could the feel other like, part yeah. Of it. yeah, you know, it's like I, I, you know, just what a like a dollar twenty five balloon at the dollar store could actually mm. go a long way, you know what I mean? And uh, it was funny because I got uh, two cards in the mail yesterday from. <laughs> My mom and dad sent both my son and I Valentine's Day oh, cards, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, she got me again. I totally forgot Uh-oh. that it was Valentine's Day. So I got to find like, I some sort of I hope she understands that the Super Bowl was here last week, and well, I, we were all preoccupied. She does it every year. It's always a surprise, oh, because gotcha. for me, I've kind of like partitioned away Valentine's Day, and I kind of forget about it mm-hmm. until I get You've the card in the mail. it. I wonder, like, have I rejected it, or is it just like one of the just a you know a, a mission that I'll find you know a, a meaning for Valentine's Day long yeah. you know again and again, mostly because I was like married um, on my wife's birthday, which was like February 11th, I think it was. Ooh, and so this is close so, proximity. So there was like a 10, 15 year process where like, oh man, this was like this was a punch in the, the heart, man. Oh, yeah, okay. this, yeah. Well, it, well, afterwards it was, yes. but it was like it was a grind to like go and fit in like you know Valentine's. Day Day, anniversary and mm-hmm. birthday all in one three day span. That was not easy. And not too far after Christmas and New Year either. That's the other thing as well. It's just like I already had a couple of good ideas that I used. I'm all out. I'm, I'm like right. a gunslinger out of bullets now you know, in, in mid February. So now, now that it's all behind me, man, I forget about it. Yeah. And that's crazy. How could you forget about the day of love, right? <sighs> right. You know, because yeah. you're you're surrounded by it. Every every retail store, you you got candy, you got you know flowers and all that stuff. I, uh, I I wonder how did I get to that point where I've like removed myself from it because I didn't really choose it, but no. I, it, it's there now. And you know, it's funny like how sometimes you'll go in an off season if in your favorite sport and you'll kind of forget about all the things that you love about your team, you know, and it, until mm-hmm. certain things will hit you. Uh, uh, you know, something you'll see on social media or maybe you'll see on ESPN that, you know, you're getting ready for the football season. Something like that will trigger the love back yeah. into your life. And, and it's right. like you bring up a good point because this is an interesting time of year. Um, you know, if you're a Raider fan right now, it it, 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 it it starts turning from, you know, the anger of the regular season. Even though I, th- I felt like this season kind of ended on a little bit of a high note, even though it was a losing season. You know, Antonio was retained uh, as the as the head coach. They beat the Chiefs. They won a couple of games down the stretch. Uh, they finished the season fairly, you know, uh, strong, so created some positive momentum. But whatever it is, whether it's that kind of a finish to a season that the Raiders had or a disappointing uh, end to the season, you start uh, getting past that. Now it becomes more hopeful because the scouting combine's coming up, and you're like, okay, who are the players that they can get to get us over the hump, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to get us closer to where we want to go? And and so now the fu- it's more about the future and what you can mm. do to help the team. And there's a I, – I find anyway, there's more of a hopefulness at this time of year. During the regular season, it could get ugly out there. <laughs> like when we do our Q&As, you know, for, for the paper or even taking calls here – um, especially after a loss, it's 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 bad. It's 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 really it gets negative, and I understand why because your heart's in this, um, and sometimes your heart gets stomped on a bad loss or whatever the case might be. But it feels like this is where it's, maybe it's maybe it is tied into uh, you know Valentine's Day where where people are a lot more hopeful about all right what can the Raiders do or what can the Jets do whoever your team is uh, to 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 make next year better than last year. 
Yeah, it's a time where answers are still far away from coming, but we still have a little right. bit of information. Like that's right. we're playing with kid gloves right now, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, because there are no t- results, and and it, and it's all hopeful. But we know that love is a battlefield, right? <laughs> and so that that's you have to go through. I think bouts where you're not deep in it, right? Like you're going through Claire or if you're someone that hasn't felt as connected to that aspect of love or the desired aspect of love that you want in your life. And so you kind of push it away because when you interact with it or you see other people that have it and you're like, they have what I don't. They yeah. have, and, and, and I t- that's Maybe hard. that's what I tried to push away, right. that, that kind of negative Sometimes uh, they're looking at you going, they, you, she well, has what I want. 100%, exactly. Mm-hmm. So people are like, you are free. You don't have to b- yeah, go and to stop go home at and CVS and pay $15 and for a card that I forgot to get. It's, <laughs> right. it's yep. um, and, and that's where I'm always conflicted about Valentine's Day because I think love should be present in your everyday life. I think you should surprise people that you love in whatever way that they receive. It, right? That's a we good all way to have live. Yeah. Our, our different ways in which we feel secure and safe, and 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 I think that's what love's all about. I think if you get possessive, I think if you try to stay longer, stay longer, act like this, be like this, well then. Uh, I think you're loving the feeling of love rather than loving the actual object or entity or person that you're oh, talking about. Big time, right? And and just that element of control. And so, it, it, in sports, it's kind of an exercise of letting go and having that trust, that belief, and hopefully it works out for you. And yeah. you, And you get that feeling back, that positive reinforcement. But it's it's kind of an exercise of giving up control. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to be vulnerable. And maybe that uh, it, I should say. that last game against Denver, have you ever been like in an early part of a relationship with somebody that you like and you're kind of feeling them out as like, I could trust this person. And next thing you know, they say something to you or write something to you or you maybe even get like, you get like a kiss or something like that and then you guys have to part. And that last game against Denver was kind of like that where it just like zoom fills you with tons of hope yeah. and the love comes back to town. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, I, I want more of this. You know, how do I pursue this in the right logical manner where I don't over pursue? <laughs> but it's, we're not logical. That's love isn't logical, though. And, okay. and, and that's the hard part, too, because you're absolutely right in terms of you got a little bit of that of that kiss. And you just I got to have more. I, I got to have more. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for them to come back from their study abroad semester in Europe. Right. Who knows what the future yeah. could hold I'm following for us. up with this. They're not going to change as a person and neither <laughs> have I. So it's fine. Right. So we'll, we'll accept each other once we get back. You know, um, it's also interesting because I'm doing a story on uh, Raider free agents. So mm. uh, it's who do you love enough to want to give all these roses to, uh, to, whether it's Josh Jacobs or Jermaine Illumina or Bilal Nichols. These guys are looking at the – it's not a long, big free agent list, but um, there's there's a few big names on there. Or, you know, And so which ones of the what, – what free agents as Raider fans you know, do you want to give the flowers to? Or are you like, you know, I've had enough of you. <laughs> It's time to break up. I've um, had enough of you. you know, wow. I think I think we should see other people. You know, uh, go out. It's and not a perfect match, right? Like like if you know, let's let's go see other people, and maybe we'll circle back right back to each other in March. Right. When, you know what is <laughs> right, but let's so, not just link up because we're both here. Because yeah. we're gonna wake up in twenty years and say, "Well, what could I have been?" Yeah, yeah. There's always that part where it's like, "What well, if? What if? You know, what that person really was the right one?" And I, like, so is Josh me, Jacobs the right one? Oh. oh man, this is this is Bilal that, Nichols, Andre James, Jermaine Illuminar, Austin Hooper, Amir Abdullah, Greg Van Ruten, uh, Adam Butler, DeAndre Carter, who we spoke to, uh, Josh or uh, John Jenkins, Jesper Horsted, Brandon Parker, Jakob Johnson, Curtis Bolton, Amik Robertson. Of those, you know, what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah, 
It's hard. We got we got some flowers to buy. We do have some flowers to buy, and it's hard to kind of um, project reasonings why you bring someone back because I feel like once a raider, always a raider, right? It's one of the sayings is is that there's always going to be love for people that are here, mm-hmm. but. Uh, not all resources are finite like love is. Love will go wherever they do. But in terms of, are you going to be loving in on this house? I don't know. Do you love him enough to keep him, especially like with the Josh Jacobs? I was just looking at his market value. Four years, $42 million. I would imagine about 24 would be guaranteed in that market value. I don't know if somebody's going to give him that coming off uh, this season. But do you, do you love him enough to get him to, to he... get <laughs> This is going to be bad. Uh, he, to me, and, and where I'm standing with this team is the relationship that you have in college and it's comfortable and you graduate and you both kind of have plans and you don't want to give up your – because you're, you're mm-hmm. supposed to go grow and be your own person and, and, and see what you can turn into. And maybe you end up linking up later in the future. But if you don't, you'll still be friends on Facebook. You'll don't, still you'll yeah. still send them the Christmas card. There like you're, you're amicable terms, mm-hmm. amicable terms. Invited to the to the family Christmas thing when we're doing the eggnog sing along, like all that. It's a uh, special place in my heart. Correct. I'll always be there. That's for that's you. where he's at for me. And right I now. feel like it's a it's a relationship where the Raiders might be saying, I don't know if I have what exactly you're looking for in life. Right to be <laughs> you know, your best self. To to you know what you want. I don't know if I can offer that to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's more me than you. Um, uh, even though it's, it is really about you. Cause, it's both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, are you going to meet the demands that he may want? I got a chance to talk to him uh, last week, and he definitely wants to, to, to you know, stay here. But there, it is, it's, it's, it's not that it's confusing, but it's complicated mm-hmm. because there's – he, he's going to want a – you know, he wants his value, what he believes his value is. And uh, I think that, you know, somebody else kind of snuck into the picture a little bit in Zamir White, who played well enough. He actually played better than Josh was playing. Mm-hmm. Not to say that he's the best, better of the two, but he did play better. He performed better. In his four mm-hmm. games. And you you start looking at what it's going to cost to keep him, which is he's still on the, his rookie deal, $900,000 and change, Compared to what Josh might want and is the more feasible thing to do for the overall of your team to unfortunately have to part ways with somebody that you truly do love. Nobody doesn't love Josh Jacobs at all. Everybody, right. you know, he, as, as, as Antonio Pierce has said, he's the heartbeat of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but is, he, is that heartbeat worth $11 million? Right. That's a big question. Your Raiders love story. We'll get your thoughts up on the text line at 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200 is also our text line from the Dollar Loan Center. It's Vinny, Lindsay, and Clay here in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Let's go. Who do you love? When did your Raiders love story begin? How was it tested? And it goes throughout everything, all your relationships in life. It's Valentine's Day on Raider Nation Radio, the morning tailgate. Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker here with you. We'll get your thoughts at 702-365-9200. Raiders Radio Network coming back there. And it's uh, it's always getting tested. And I think it's always a part of which, like, all right, what kind of love do I do I choose to be a part of? <laughs> or or does, does love find us? Does love choose us in a way where it's like this 
this natural power that comes out of the earth and, and the atmosphere that it takes us over because we always find a way to find some sort of forgiveness and resiliency when we put our hearts out there for the teams that we love and for the people that we love. It's almost hand in hand that we're going to get hurt because yeah. <laughs> we put ourselves in vulnerable spots. Have you ever had a um, the equivalent of a, of a summer love, like a summer romance type of a thing where, yeah. you know, and it, and it, when you look back at those types of, of relationships, even though it, it obviously ended, right? Right. It has uh, an hourglass. Yeah. Um, but but what do you remember most from, from those types of relationships? The mm. fun of the summer where it was just a blast. Remember having a blast in a, in a new relationship that ended up fizzling out. But when I, I've had a, a few of those, and you look back and you're just like, man, that was a good time right there. Right. You know, it didn't work out, but I don't hate that person. And if I ever see that person, hey, you know, we shared something that was pretty special there for a couple of months or whatever it was and didn't work out. But I don't hate you over that. And I don't, you know, even though uh, it probably took me a couple of days to, or a week or so to, to rebound from it because mm-hmm. you wanted it to maybe work out, but it didn't. But you can still look back at it with fondness and um, appreciation rather than, Oh, my hatred or, you know, uh, uh, despondency. Mm-hmm. I just think when you kind of have that hourglass element that there's there's more incentive to that freedom of living in the moment, right, and, and enjoying where you are because you know mm-hmm. that I, I think about this all the time when I'm in an experience that I know that I'm going to look back and be like, wow, that's really cool, like last week at the, at the Radio Row or at, at the Super Bowl. And, and I'm just sitting there and I'm seeing Brock Purdy hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and I'm like, I'm a blink. And it's going to be next week and I'm going to be sitting in my bed. I'm a blink and it's going to be five years from now and I'm going to be doing something completely different. And in this this eye-opening moment, like this is where I am right now. And and just to like take that all in. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What are the lights? Like all of that. And truly be present in that moment because you know that it's not going to last forever. And again, that's that's the willingness to let love leave you, let that moment leave you. And so it allows you to fully experience it without those expectations and with the expectations, the weight, the constraints and all that that makes us, I think, close up a little bit. Yeah. And, and in a sports sense, you mm-hmm. know, this is a, a sports show. Um, I was you know, talking about a couple of years ago, the Mets were the best team in baseball, right? It was it came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, the Mets are good. And, you know, my, my, my son was 17 years old, 16 years old. So he was, he was you know, old enough now to really get into it. Like, the, every game meant something. Every game was fun. There were these tremendous – they came back from, like, nine runs in the last inning in a game. It was, like, spe- just special moment after special moment after special moment. It was a great summer. It was a great run that ended by them losing to the Padres in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. And that was just awful, a terrible feeling. But as I looked, as I, as I, as I, you know, um, a day or so later, kind of thinking about the whole thing, I was like, you know, it sucked. The ending sucked. But man, I got so much out of that season. And it was so much fun because it came out of nowhere and it was so special and so fun. I got to enjoy it with my son. We talked about it every day. We were texting about it. You know, did you see the game or the box score or whatever the case? You see what just happened? Um, and you can find, like I said, appreciation. Even though your heart got broken, you can look back and say, you know what? On balance, I had more fun than pain, even though it ended in pain. Do you feel like that with the Lions this year? 
I think uh, I feel like it's like uh, effervescent. Like I feel champagne drunk about go. the year. Yeah, you know? you're love drunk about it still. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was like a, you, you go in those moments, especially in the middle of a season, like could, these unusual victories, mm-hmm. could that pile up into something? Could this be that magical year that you read about other teams having? Yeah, and almost you did. know Other relationships you see people mm-hmm. having. It's like, oh, man, are we falling in love all over again? Right. And how healing that have is, too. Have you ever felt, yes, are you is. out of love with the Lions? Have you ever fallen out of love with the Lions? Yes, many times. There was times when there was some uh, you know, some legal separation going on there. <laughs> we, were, we were no longer to have contact with each other, for sure. Did they put a restraining order on you? <laughs> I, I think I have one on Barry Sanders. <laughs> People are always coming up and saying, have you seen the documentary on Barry Sanders? No. <laughs> that was a black spot in my history with the Lions, and that still hurts. Thinking about it, like how he just, you know, he left the team and the team just went in this huge pile. And next thing you know, you know, he's trying to beg for forgiveness and trying to explain himself. And I'm still that person in that relationship that got burned. I don't want to hear it. Uh, you did it yourself. You did that on me. I took it way too personal. Who, you know what I mean? It's so funny. It's okay. There, there's I'm holding, a scar there. But there's, it's some, like, there's some avoidance yeah. there. It is, but it's 20 years ago. I'm holding on to something that is like, it's mm-hmm. it's not I, healthy I did, at all. That's attachment style, baby. Watch, it is, it's not healthy. I did watch that. <laughs> but my question to, to Lions fans, because this is the question that I had at the end of it, who is more to blame, him or the Lions? Oh, the Lions, for yeah. sure. So I don't, t- what what he did was like, he was, he was, fa- he was kind of like, a typical Lion fan, like, I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's not working, you know? And and it drove him to leave. It drove Megatron to yeah. leave, you know? Like, the like mm-hmm. it just beat them down to a point where I can't even... They were the, the, the toxic, the, the toxic, to, toxicity, if I'm saying that word correctly, mm-hmm. was from the Lion's perspective. That's, th- th- they were getting tox, toxic out of the Lions themselves, and I, I would imagine there's a lot of Lions fans that... It helped when we talked to Matt Millen that one time when we had dinner with him. Yeah. And he kind of explained how you know rotten that the Lions organization had been at yeah. that point, And that's why people were leaving in such a manner. But for me, it's like if, you're part, if you love a team, no player is bigger than the team itself. That's true. So I am still in that moment mm-hmm. like, hey, man... You did this to all of us, yeah. But everyone else is starting to forgive him, and it's like, I, when am I going to warm up? It's almost like when you're like, uh, you break up with somebody, and you see their friends at the at the grocery store or out and about, and they're like, oh, why don't you give so and so a call? You guys were so good yeah. together. You know, I really loved it when, when you guys it, were together. When actually they're in really rough shape, and their friends know it, it's like we need to get some stability in there. And actually, they're walking you into basically handcuffs and yeah. potentially derailing your life. So like, just be careful. How I know, I know. They got the best intentions in the world, don't they? And they're got, smiling at you, and they're like, he just on, got his car upholstered. Right, How much right. worse would no it have been dead. if he had gone to somebody else? <laughs> if he had run to somebody else's arms, you know, like that's that. At least, at the very least, he just went away, <laughs> and he didn't. It wasn't this constant reminder because because we've had those types of uh, Valentines too, where the player that we love leaves for another team and has glory with that other team, and you're just like, wow, that's just that's just the constant reminder. You yeah. put the highlight show on and they're doing something for another team. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there, you know, uh, uh, Khalil Mack doing his thing for, you know, from a Raiders perspective and seeing mm-hmm. that and going, that's our guy. Do you feel that way that about Raider Nation may be feeling about Josh Jacobs too, that they don't want that to happen? They, they want that love to stay in-house? Well, and, and the thing is too is that, like, I, I love people more than I love teams. Like, I'll love teams because they have certain people on their teams, mm-hmm. and then once they leave, I'm kind of like, eh. 
Yeah. But I, I also think there's there's a recognition piece. If you're lucky, you can recognize what's not good for you or what's not good for others, right? And so when Kevin Garnett left the Timberwolves to go to Boston, I went with them because I saw what the Wolves were. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on here, uh, but I know right that on. it's not going to be able mm-hmm. to be achieved, that, that ultimate prize that requires self-sacrifice on the hand of the players and then a commitment from the organization themselves. And that's where... If the organization isn't committed, and I'm Calvin Johnson literally sacrificing probably years off of my life to help them achieve this goal that they're not even all ten toes in, Mm-mm. of course you take yourself out. That's the healthy thing to do. You know, you, yeah. you, 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 it's, that's a great point, and I remember having a conversation. I don't know if I ever told you this, but Lamar Odom was – you played for the Lakers. Yeah. We, we would have many, many conversations, and one was his – and this, this, this ties into to love for sure – about how much of life is circumstance. And his whole point of circumstance was, and this is when Kevin Garnett was still at the Timberwolves. He goes, mm-hmm. you're telling me if you took KG and put him on the San Antonio Spurs and just removed Tim from it, mm-hmm. you put KG on the Spurs with Pop and you know uh, Tony Parker and he was naming all the players. You're, not right. te- you're telling me that they're not winning championships? Right. And how much differently are we looking at, t- at, at Kevin Garnett? Than we are right now in Minnesota, and he's right. like, he goes, "It's all environment. Circums- yes, it's, it's all circumstance." Mm-hmm. He was he was born basically into that circumstance, mm-hmm. and we're judging him more on the circumstance than him. And as Lamar said, we would look at Kevin Garnett so much differently. And he goes, "And if Tim Duncan came to the Timberwolves, they're not having that. The, he's not mm-hmm. having the success that he was. He himself, as great as he was, which he was fantastic." was also the beneficiary of the circumstance of San Antonio mm-hmm. compared to what Kevin Garnett was in, in Minnesota. So, um, yeah, that's and, – and it sports th- – that And happens. how random that is. But lo- that's how love is sometimes. Sometimes it just hits you out of nowhere and you were not doing anything to, to try to incentivize. You weren't even looking for it. That's a piece of advice I would always get. Stop looking for it. Well, think about this. Stop looking for it. Because when you're asking for, for it, the, the, the universe is not going to send it to you. You're, Ain't that the truth. The yeah. other part of it is your love – is only going to be the, the love of your life is always is 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 going to be limited to just your little when you think about our little world in our little place in this big world. Mm-hmm. You know, there's how many people on the on the face of the earth? Oh, over six, Bill. How many people would you say a normal person connects with in life? Like, and it's and it's only by work going to the. I met my wife at the gym. Right. If I'm not at the gym there, I'm not meeting her. So that's a random type of a thing mm-hmm. uh, in in and of itself. But we're still limited to just our surrounding area, and that's our the love of our life is going to come from that, <laughs> not from the entire world, right? And just from our little radius. And and just think of what that says. So what what you love is what you surround yourself with, including the environments that you're in. And so if you're in this environment, this environment, and you find love there, that also means you typically find, uh, we'll say, side effects of, of that particular environment, mm-hmm. right? Because like, if you meet somebody at a bar that used to be basically how everybody met someone, they're probably a drinker. Yeah, there's some consequences there's, indirect to that. They're probably a drinker. They yeah. probably like to go out. And maybe they don't. Maybe they're the friend in the group that just got dragged along. And then you both made awkward eye contact and somehow it was meant to be right. But but when you you find people and and common interests by by fishing in certain ponds. Check this out. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, you're good. One of my great friends um, I, that I worked with. Uh, her name was Alyssa. She moved from Georgia to Los Angeles to escape, you know, a heartbreak. 
And she was, I'm going to LA. Um, she was a journalist. I'm going to go to LA. I'm going to, I'm going to just live for me for, you know, uh, however long I'm going to, I'm going to just work on me. The first night that she was in Los Angeles, she met, she met the guy that she ended up marrying. The it, first night. It's usually how it works. I, I mean, you know, or how about this story? Um, I had a cousin who met her husband, now husband, mm-hmm. guess where? She's in New York. She lives in New York, Ireland. Guess where he's from? Right around the corner from her. They went their entire lives, grew up wow. right around the corner from each other, never once met. They, for whatever reason, they went to different schools, everything, as they were growing Invisible up. Invisible strings. They theory. run into each other in Ireland <laughs> randomly. You're like, where do you live, Smithtown? What? <laughs> I live in Smithtown. What street do you live at? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now they're, they've been married for you know, 30 years or so. Do you Crazy. believe in soulmates? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I, what's the de- what would well, you say? Well, that's a great question because yesterday I started I dabbling in chat GPT for the first time. I finally crossed over. Oh, I, was, good. I was celebrating Galentine's with one of my uh, best friends yesterday, and I was like, should I finally <laughs> uh, go down this road? Because principally, I've just been very like, I don't know if I want to do this, but this is the way the world is moving. I would say so, no. Off so, the, okay. Off so, we're going to ask chat GPT. Did your friend take a midnight train to Georgia, though? <laughs> eventually to go find I don't, that guy? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't believe in that because I think <laughs> right. if you believe in that, you're, you're setting a way incredibly high expectation. Hmm. Like if you're not going to de- if you're not going to do anything less than what you think is your soulmate. Right. Are you ever going to really find your soulmate? I think it, it I think your soul changes too. I think you change and I think you you find hopefully you find someone that is worth growing together with and being like two soul there's there's all, two souls become one like two <laughs> this is the whole marriage thing and the candle and all this i'm like i don't I, that doesn't that doesn't float with the me. mega soul that doesn't float with me i'm like i get it we're one person we're one unit i'm like it's just it's a it's a deal it's like are are you gonna hold up your end of the deal are you gonna do it in the best interest of this partnership yeah yes so or much no? of so much of it really is a grind Right, but I, I think grind. you lose yourself by saying we're, we're one person, we're one. I'm like you're two individuals that need to make sure that you're good with yourself to to be good for yourself and also for the person that you're committed to. And by saying we're we're one, I think that takes away your ability to say we have a problem versus I have a problem. This is how I need to work on it for the we. You, you know, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we think about this in a football sense, trouble will lie ahead. Yeah. Trouble shows up later if you don't do it like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. When we think about this in a football sense and circumstance, think about Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. You put him on the 49ers, you put him on the, the Chiefs or whatever. I hate, I know that's blasphemous, but think about how, how much more enriched he would be as a player if he was just in a better situation than what he was randomly drafted into. And I think that the Raiders, hopefully for Raider Nation, for the Raiders, they get this thing turned around and he mm-hmm. reaps the highest rewards that you possibly can as a professional football player by, by your organization kind of doing good. But there's no doubt that he's done good by the organization. Mm-hmm. Now the organization needs to do right by him by putting together a better team so that he has a better chance uh, at success. So that randomness that we're talking about with circumstance is just, it's, it's, it's so elusive and, and, and so random. And we judge people sometimes on that randomness. It's so random, but if I had to pick a person that I would say is a soulmate for a team, I would say Max Crosby to the Raiders. No question. Even though, even though it is that randomness of it. And and I think there's also sometimes love or, or people, and doesn't always mean that you end up with them, but they come into your life and they literally change the way you look, go about your business, everything about Because you're like, this, this person either in um, – inspires me to be better 
or I I just changed the outlook on this. Like it's like someone I don't believe in marriage. I don't want to do this. All of a sudden, I, I believe in marriage only because it's with you. Right. Right. Like sometimes that happens. Absolutely. And 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 you look at you know because um, we're talking about like like uh, for for Clay, he's had a rest- the, the Lions have put a restraining order on him a couple of times. Right. Or vice versa. I don't know what it is. But the thing is, Eric Kramer is about to put a restraining order on me. You're the one that's I was running into him way too much. They're the ones that are lucky. Okay, you don't (laughs) don't forget that. My question is: once once a team gets uh, into your blood and really into your heart, Mm -hmm. is it really possible to divorce yourself from that team? Like we Mm -hmm. have a friend, Dan, Dan from San Diego, did that with the Chargers. Yeah. Now, you know, he used. You know, uh, what it ultimately was was they moved to Los Angeles. Hated Los Angeles. He lives in San Diego. He hates Los Angeles. The, the 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 Chargers broke his heart by moving from his city. Mm-hmm. All right, so he used that in a way. They divorced him first, and then yeah. and then he just said, "Well, the heck with you." Or he they left him expecting him. Well, to Well, I'm going to get an apartment near the office, so I make sure that if I stay late, that I, I can get some sleep. But I don't want to drive all the way home. But in, but you know, to me, that's an outlier. <laughs> I don't know many Dan's. Mm-hmm. I don't know many Dan's mm-hmm. that have been able to literally divorce themselves from a team. And I know that there's a lot of Raider fans who have, there's times during the court, I'm done I'm with I'm calling the lawyer. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, but but it's almost impossible mm-hmm. to do that. It's so embedded in you. It becomes so much of who you are. And especially with Raider fans, we know that Raider Nation, that is a lifestyle. It's a mantra. Mm-hmm. It is a, a way of- A different love. Yes, Exactly. Um, although, you know, every, I guess every, every, uh, uh organization has that sort of devoutness from, no, from their don't. fan base, no, the bills don't. mafia, you know, like think about how many times the bills have broken their fans hearts and mm-hmm. they're there cold, freezing cold, you know, Vikings, everybody right. really. And now they found their soulmate in Josh Allen where it's like, it's perfect for now, he's per- for now, but in terms of like. I hear people all the time say he was born to be a Bill, right? He played in mm-hmm. Wyoming, played outside. He's this giant human being, a wrecking ball, all that. He's perfectly suited for that. And turned that whole thing around. Yep, exactly. they were horse crap before <laughs> he got there. It's, it's not about the ultimate prize, right? It's about, it's about the journey, the, the, finding, journey. The, the, mm-hmm. the people that make it special along the way. Yeah, there's, I mean, if you go to Miami, there's nothing but love but Dan, for Dan Marino. Dan Marino mm-hmm. never won the big one, though. But he's revered. So we, it, it, that is interesting how we can find ultimate love even though – You don't perform for They me. ultimately let you down in a way. Mm. Yeah. Although, well, that's, that's – I, I, th- I think if you have to perform for someone to gain their love, then they don't really love you. Yeah, and I think that's where the toxic relationships will mm-hmm. start and, and, and fester. And we even see it on the text line, some good stuff coming in. You can send yours into about the uh, the Raiders' love affairs and your love affair with the Raiders and mm. how it gets tested and toxic relationships over the years. Robin Oakland says, if you want an example of a toxic Raider relationship, look no further than Marcus Allen and Al, meaning Al Davis. Mm-hmm. Even the NFL's films did a documentary on Marcus Allen and Al Davis because it was a story that wasn't told, but it was like a, a sad, tragic love affair that just kind of ended badly and there was no recourse for you know, coming back together. Well, and, look who and, is and the lighting love. the torch on right. Sunday. And then on Marcus. Sunday, it's Marcus, Fred yeah. Blitnikoff, and, and Jim Plunkett yeah. lighting the torch. He's he's been it, that's it's been rectified. I'm sure there's still some scars there, but they've 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 rectified and they've they've you know been able to em- embrace again. But yeah, that one was a, a very you know uh, uh, toxic uh, relationship. I think the Mets with Tom Seaver was. Got a little toxic there when they when they when they traded him away. 
Um, there are we could talk about that too. You know, where where I mean, Kobe wanted to get traded. I'll never play for the Lakers again, and they. It ended up getting ready. They they broke up there for a second, but then they came back together and ended up winning three more cha- or two more championships, going to three finals after that. So, Kobe went on the radio uh, to discuss Stephen it. Stephen A. Smith. I'm yes. never going to play for the Lakers again, ever. I'm and done. he was like sighing on the radio, like, <sighs> you know, yeah. it was like, I still have some of that in the system. Maybe I could bring it up. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back. Andy Borsilli joins us at eight. Here's the- and, uh, but they want to keep you, though, Kobe. They want to move in a different direction, but they don't want to do it without you. Well, you know, you got to be upfront about that, man. Three years ago when I was resigning, you know, they should have, you know, told me that they wanted to rebuild and affected my decision. But, you know, don't tell me one thing and then do another. Mm. Is there anything that the Los Angeles Lakers could do to make you change your mind and, and, and decide not that you do not want to be traded? No. Nothing? No. <laughs> uh, it's like... You draw a line in the sand with love. And we're back here on Raider Nation Radio Plus, asking you about your, your sports love with your team, with the Raiders, and, and, and even even in your own personal relationships, how it somewhat mirrors the, the love you have yeah. for your teams. That was a classic example of sometimes you just got to let people talk, get things off their chest, um, blow off some steam, and don't overreact. Because when you start fanning the fires from the other side, it just it's, it's bound to the, the, the fire is just going to spread. The Lakers took a step back and allowed him to say what he was saying. And also, I remember Mitch Kupchak telling me, what, what's, what month is it right now? It was the, the offseason. The offseason had just started, basically. He's like, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of time to get this worked out. You know, and, and we Stop hear Stop at the jewelry store, We understand right? him, um, yeah. but we're not going to overreact to it. They didn't, they didn't throw gasoline on that. And, and it eventually all worked out. Well, Kobe got what he wanted. Yeah, later on uh, into the season, so they, the they traded for Pau Gasol, which sometimes <laughs> you have to. And I've talked to you know I've talked to Devonte Adams about this. I've talked to Max Crosby about this. Sometimes you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have, and and Devonte told him Michael Jordan tells him this: like, don't be afraid to speak up, whatever the repercussions may be. If you feel in your heart what you're doing is for the betterment of the of the situation, not for the worse, but for the betterment. It might be a little bit rocky. It might ruffle some feathers. It might piss some people off, and you might look like the villain for a little while. But if you're doing it for good, pur- for ultimately a good purpose, and for the organization to get better, for the team to get better, for the coaches to do a better job, for your teammates to do a better job, then you have nothing to apologize for that, and be okay with whatever those repercussions mm. might be. If you have to push some buttons, go ahead and push some buttons. And I think that that is. A form of leadership. Now, there's some people that take it a little bit far, and they, you know, they they, they step out of line. But if you do it responsibly um, and and are doing it for good reasons, then you don't have anything to apologize for. And whatever hits might come, you absorb them, you take them, and hopefully, at the end of the day, everybody's better off for what you said and for the buttons that you pushed. So I think love is different for players to teams than it is for like fans to teams. Because it's not an equal thing. That's an ultimatum, right? That certainly is. That's an ultimatum. And ultimatums don't and always work. I typically, you, you, <laughs> isn't there a quote saying that like ultimatums and love typically isn't a great thing to do? That's that, it's again one of those kind of red flags. But but that's where it it's not a red flag because we're not um, we're not fooled about what this relationship is. Because as much as Max Crosby is the soulmate for the Raiders and and, every, and embodies everything for that. There is a time 
where he and everybody else gets considered expendable. And that's not what love is. Love is a commitment, right? Yeah, it's infinite. Right. This is a business. Mm -hmm. This is different. And so you have to make different considerations. You have different tools in your bag. And so it, it, it's leadership. It's loyalty. That's different. But it's not, it's not the same thing as love. doesn't mean that he doesn't love them. But in terms of what we're talking about, the commitment, that shared goal, that everything else, it's not a forever partnership for them. My it mom, can't be. It's impossible. Can't, can't my be. mom told me the story when newlyweds with my dad. And my mm-hmm. dad was a great bowler. Like he was, he could have gone pro basically. Oh, really? But you know, he just he, he went to the army and then he had a you know uh, got married and things decisions were made. So, but he loved bowling, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> he's out one night and he bowled a lot. And he's out one night and it's getting late. And my mom's home by herself and she's not having any. So when my dad walked home that night, it's probably like you know one o'clock in the morning or so, mm-hmm. all of his trophies, his bowling trophies had been smashed and they were out on the front porch. And he comes home, he's like, I get it. <laughs> so there, you can make, ulti- and she said, it's either that or me. It's right. either the bowling or me. I don't mind your bowling, but you gotta rein it in a little bit. Right. And he made the he made the adjustment. So there was an, an ultimatum. In their partnership. Yeah, and I, right. and, but listen, for, for, for Devontae Adams and, and Max and, and Kobe at the time, they're, Obviously, that partnership not, is not going to last forever. You only have a certain amount of time as an athlete. Yeah, it's conditional. But you have, but for right then and there, mm-hmm. there is a partnership going on. Mm-hmm. And there is, you have to do right by me. I'm coming to work every day doing what I have to do. You've made some promises. Mm-hmm. Jerry Buss told Kobe Bryant, we're going to expedite this. We're going to get players around you because they had just traded Shaq and they signed him. They basically w- went with him. Let Shaq go and said, "We're going to build around you." And it wasn't; t- it was, it was, it was a little bit more of a slow roll than Kobe was expecting. What Kobe had been told, and he's mm-hmm. like, "It's time to put my foot down." And at that point in time, it was a partnership. It's not that partnership is not going to last because now it's LeBron and the Lakers. And, exactly. You know, but but for that particular, that, that's all you're thinking about. You're all in on that partnership at that particular time. Mm. Maybe he has to go pick up the bowling trophies off the front porch. And it's all on its Oh, he won a few more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and they're just trophies, right? Yeah. (laughs) You had to make a decision, man. (laughs) That would have been a little rough to come home to see all that uh, just done. It was deserved. (laughs) Right. It was deserved. And he did, did, you know, sometimes you're doing things and you're not exactly aware of what your effect you're having on other people. Ultimatums show up when accountability doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, enough times because mm-hmm. people I mean, if you're throwing out ultimatums as like your initial way to try to get business done and, and resolve conflict, we got to do some self-work. But in terms yes. of there, there's that accountability. And so it's like you shouldn't have to get to that ultimatum. It's but, a right? lifeline when accountability breaks down. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Eddie Borsilli about this. We'll come back with him on Raider Nation Radio here on a beautiful and perfect Valentine.